When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Would you rather be the MVP of the Super Bowl or would you rather be the MVP of the regular season? The Eagles are facing a conundrum when it comes to their banged-up starting quarterback, and that's where we start with Canty and Carlin today on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80 with the Super Bowl champ, Chris Canty. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. Chris, you are playing a little hurt today. Yeah, I'm a little banged up, Hammer. Little banged up. The question is whether Jalen Hurts should play Hurt because it looks like he's got a bit of a shoulder problem. This is a team that is going to be the number one seed. I don't know. If I was an Eagles fan, Chris, I might want my starting quarterback to be sitting right now. Yeah, and this is a franchise that went through this a few years back when they won the Super Bowl, right? Think back to 2017. Carson Wentz goes down in Week 14, and they've got to roll with Nick Foles, an experienced backup, and they were able to do enough to maintain the number one seed. They rolled the underdog mantra throughout the playoffs onto Super Bowl, uh, onto a Super Bowl win. So this is familiar territory from the organization. I, I have full faith that Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni will develop the best plan in terms of when Jalen Hurts should return to play based on the information that they get from the medical staff. But in the interim, they have a really good football team. And Gardner Minshew, although he's not Jalen Hurts, does provide you some of the same elements in terms of the movement skills and being able to throw the ball down the field, utilizing the RPOs. So I don't necessarily look at it as a situation where I expect this huge drop-off in productivity, but it just – comes down to the decision-making from the quarterback, and that's the thing that has separated Jalen Hurts from every quarterback in the National Football League this season. All you have to do is look at the numbers. The guy has got 35 total touchdowns to only seven turnovers. It's incredible what Jalen Hurts has been able to do in terms of the overall efficiency that we've seen from him this year. You know, they have a good backup. Gardner Minshew is a pretty good backup. I put him in my top seven backup quarterbacks, something like that in the NFL. But Jalen Hurts now with the sprained right shoulder. Let's get the update where things stand. He's not necessarily out this week against the Cowboys on Saturday per the head coach of the Eagles, Nick Sirianni. Take a listen. There's a chance he could play this week. And so um, he is one of the toughest guys I know. Um, And he heals fast. He's a freak. His body is not like, pardon me, yours or mine. Right, and so uh, I'm, I'm shaming myself there a little bit too. His body's not like ours. Um, he heals fast. I didn't. He came back fast from his injury last year, um, and you know I don't. I don't. I will not rule him out. I will not put a timetable on him. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. But both guys will be. He'll be ready to go if if he can play this week. And so will uh, so will Gardner. Chris Canty, come on. There's no such thing as a fast healer when it's a shoulder and you're a quarterback. He's a fast healer? That is the one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, Nick Sirianni is great when it comes to the X's and O's and overall game management. Not necessarily the best when it comes to the podium. And we found that out early on at his introductory press conference. All you got to do is look up the YouTube clips. But the thing of it is, you are talking about an MVP caliber quarterback with a shoulder sprain yes in week 
15. On his throwing shoulder. Throwing if it's his shoulder. non-throwing shoulder, like, I don't mean to play doctor here, but if I'm the Eagles, I'm playing the long game. And to me, there's almost no way when you look at their schedule and the lead they have on the Vikings and the 49ers for number one seed, they're going to be the number one seed. Who cares? Let Minshew play against the Cowboys. The only issue with doing that is you might take the MVP out of Hertz's hands. If you sit him for a couple of weeks, does that factor at all, Chris, into the Eagles' thinking? Yeah, I don't care about him winning the MVP trophy. It's a nice to have, but it ain't a gotta have. But you also have to consider how the Eagles want to run their offense. You don't want Nick Sirianni to have to think about how he's going to call the game. You don't want... Um, Steichen mm. to think about how he's going to have to call the game. You, you want those guys to be free and to be able to utilize Jalen Hurts as they see fit in any given situation. And with him being compromised from a health standpoint, I, I wonder how much of, the, of of part of the running game is Jalen Hurts going to be. A part of what makes this Eagles offense dynamic Special. is Special. that he's a focal point Agreed. of the running game. There is no good defense for a quarterback that can run the football like Jalen Hurts. Do you rein some of that in because he's dealing with the shoulder strain. To me, that's why they need to take the conservative approach with Jalen Hurts. Surely the roster is good enough and Gardner Minshew is competent enough where you'll be able to win one of your next three games and get that first round by. If you're able to pull that off, you're talking about affording Jalen Hurts over a month of rest before you're asking him to step foot back on a football field in the divisional round. To me, that should be the game plan for the Eagles moving forward. Gotcha. And then let me wrap my head around this. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Are you suggesting, Chris, that Hertz maybe shouldn't play until he takes the field in the divisional round of the playoffs when they might be facing the Cowboys? Or are you at that point kind of worried not about the injury, but then about the rust? Because that has to factor into your thinking here a little bit too, doesn't it? No question about it, but you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Do you want Jalen Hurts to be compromised? Physically, or do you want him to be 100% and have to deal with rust? To me, I would take the latter over the former because Jalen Hurts can't be special if he can't be the difference when you start talking about playing against teams like San Francisco, like the Dallas Cowboys, then you got no shot at being able to win a championship. Think about that San Francisco 49ers defense, the best defense in the league. Eventually, whoever's going to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC is going to have to deal with them. And they look at their quarterback as great matter. They are a team that is independent of the quarterback's production. They rely on defense. They rely on run game. They rely on yards after catch. The quarterback, all he's doing is glorified handoffs with the short passing game. So you're going to have to deal with that team. In order for you to be able to get to the Super Bowl out of that conference, if you're Philadelphia, you need Jalen Hurts to be a force multiplier. And with a compromised throwing shoulder, I'm not certain that he's going to be able to do that. Be a part of Candy and Carlin Nation. The Dr. Pepper call-in line is open at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of the best soda there is. An ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. In the meantime, let's see what's going on on the other side of this game, and that is with the Dallas Cowboys 
Chris, whose quarterback isn't injured, but he's just really struggling. Since Dak Prescott came back in Week 7, he has thrown 10 interceptions. That's the most in the NFL. You can't blame him for the pick six against Jacksonville on Sunday, but he's not playing the best football of his career as the Cowboys enter the most important section of the season. Yeah, he's thrown 10 interceptions in seven games. I don't care if you want to put it on some of his receivers with some of those interceptions or not. He's turning the football over entirely too much for the Cowboys to compete at a championship level. Now, I think they'll have time to get things figured out and cleaned up because it feels like the Cowboys are going to be locked into that fifth seed. So these next three games are about them trying to build momentum to the postseason. But a part of that has to be cleaning up the turnovers, the self-inflicted wounds. This is still one of the most penalized teams in the National Football League, and we still don't trust Mike McCarthy with the overall game management. If you don't believe me, all you have to do is go to the last offensive series in regulation that the Dallas Cowboys had. You know, the one after the defense and J. Ron Curse forced that strip sack on Trevor Lawrence? They ran three plays in only eight, 27 seconds of clock, forced only one timeout by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why on earth would you allow the Jacksonville Jaguars to keep one timeout in their back pocket when you're punting the football away to them? Why, Hammer? Is there any good reason for it? I mean, I'll give you the explanation that McCarthy gave, which is he's trying to go win the game, but... If I'm him, do I really want to be throwing to Noah Brown, you know, and that's like the best play that I could come up with? No offense to Noah Brown, but I would rather, you know, put the ball in the hands of my defense and make Trevor Lawrence drive the length of the field with no timeouts. By the way, Chris, to your point, without that extra timeout, the clock expires. Jacksonville doesn't have a chance to to stop the clock and then kick the game-tying field goal. They go on to win in overtime. Um, in the meantime, I, I think the Cowboy defense is really good. I, I think so. How concerned are you about what's going on with Dallas on the other side of the ball? They did, they did give up a 40 spot. Now, I know they had a defensive touchdown, but I believe yeah. the Jaguars did score 40 on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem that I have. You let the Jaguars score 40. You let the Texans hang around and score 23. So, I mean, those are two teams that, from a talent standpoint, aren't on the same level with the Cowboys But Dallas routinely does this. Think about it. We're talking about those two games. Think about the Indianapolis Colts game, which was a two-point game early on in the fourth quarter before Dallas reels off 33 straight points. Look back at the Green Bay Packers game. We know how that ended in overtime. Look back to the Detroit Lions game, which was a one-possession game until late in the fourth quarter. There are a lot of instances that you can point to with the Dallas Cowboys where they let inferior teams hang around, and it came back to bite them in the ass on Sunday against Jacksonville. And for a defense – that's supposed to be as dominant and that prides themselves on being able to get after the passer, they've only got one sack in the last 72 dropbacks by opposing quarterbacks. Mm. So that's across the Texans game and the Mm. Jags game. One sack. I I won a Super Bowl on a defensive line that could get after quarterbacks. What I've seen from the Cowboys' D-line over the last couple of weeks, that ain't it. So I have some serious questions about Dallas' defense. And guess what? Even with Philly's backup quarterback – Going into Saturday's game against the Eagles, yeah, I, I, I want to see how this Dallas defense responds and how they produce because it ain't going to be a walk in the park. Cowboys just can't roll their helmet out there and think they're going to get a win. You know, I, I think at one point this year, I thought the Cowboy defense was as good as the 49er defense. Definitely not <laughs> the case now. And, and some of it is injuries. You know, I know they lost uh, who Vander Esch went out on Sunday. Anthony and, Brown. And, and Anthony Brown is now out for the year, their cornerback. Their cornerback situation in and of itself in this game, whether it's Minshew or Jalen Hurts, 
I don't know why you'd throw the ball to Diggs' side of the field. I would just be picking on the other side on every single possible play that I could. Candy and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Chris Canty. All right, it's time for us to talk about the Green Bay Packers here. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Packers win on Monday Night Football last night, although... You know, look, they're beating half of the Rams. It's not even (laughs) – was Aaron Donald out there? No. Was Matthew Stafford out there? No. Was Cooper Cup out there? No. So it's hardly a, I guess, super impressive win. Mm -hmm. But our network, Chris, is trying to spin this narrative. Uh Uh-oh, the Packers could still make the playoffs. Look out. Look out now. Look, the FPI says it's a – Blankety blank percent chance. I guess I look at it this way, Chris. There's one problem with all these scenarios the Packers win the playoffs. Like, they have to win out, and they're not good. So I don't think they're going to win the next three games when they have to play both Minnesota and Detroit, who are playing much better than they are right now. Yeah, I mean, the Packers had a three-game win streak that was back in week two through week four. They beat the Chicago Bears, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the New England Patriots. And based on what we've seen, the remainder of the regular season, we found out that none of those teams are any good. The Miami Dolphins are a good football team. The Minnesota Vikings, regardless about how you feel about Kirk Cousins, that's a good football team. The Detroit Lions, one of the hottest teams in all of football. What they start out one and six, yes. And now they're seven and seven. Yeah. So I, I don't know that they're going to be able to win out with their remaining schedule. I mean, that would constitute them doing something that we haven't seen them do before, which is win five straight games this season. So no. I, I think this is all about the future for Green Bay, trying to figure out who's going to be a part of the reset uh, or the rebuild, depending on which direction Brian Gutekunst goes with his quarterback situation. Yeah. But to me, that's the only thing that's there yeah. to be gained for Green Bay this season. They're not going to the playoffs. Those guys are shipping the cars home. They're making plans for Cabo because their regular season is going to end on January 8th. Now, if you're the front office, it's about collecting as much information as you can about the young players and trying to evaluate the state of your 39-year-old quarterback and whether or not he's going to be worth the money you're scheduled to pay him the next couple of years. Chris, as I was watching that game last night, I was thinking the Packers screwed up. The Packers should have traded Aaron Rodgers. The Packers had a chance to move away from this whole thing. And they could have got, I mean, the moon and the stars. Look at what the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson. They might have given up twice that to get Aaron. You maybe could have gotten five first-round picks, six first-round picks. And then if you believed in Jordan Love, you could go ahead and make the transition to him and get all this draft capital. As it stands, they get no extra draft picks. They're paying Rodgers $50 million a year. And I just feel when I watch them that it's Aaron Rodgers and 52 other guys. It's an odd mix with him. I'll say it this way. I didn't think the Packers had an owner. I thought the Packers were owned by the fans. Chris Kenny, ask me who the Packers are owned by. Who are the Packers owned by, Hammer? The Packers are owned by Aaron Rodgers right now. (laughs) (laughs) He is, for the first time ever, the owner of the Green Bay Packers. And I just, there's no one in that organization who can kind of tell him what to do now. Tell him to sit. Because to your point, I think him sitting is probably the best thing for them moving into next year. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to give Jordan Love any oxygen. Think back to 2007 when my Dallas Cowboys knocked Brett Favre out of that game. And the Green Bay Packers were down by double digits. And Aaron Rodgers came in and made it a one-possession game. And at that point, 
the organization realized they had their successor for their legend, Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to give Jordan Love that opportunity. And as long as they're mathematically alive, he can ride that to, uh, I guess, validate his stance on why he should be playing and why Jordan Love should be on the bench. But if you're Green Bay, you can't let Rodgers dictate that decision because the organization has to make a consequential decision on Jordan Love's fifth-year option this offseason. So this is a franchise that is half-pregnant. They started planning for a future without Aaron Rodgers three years ago. Aaron Rodgers threw a monkey wrench in it, admittedly so, by winning back-to-back MVPs. I don't think that should have deterred the franchise from transitioning on to Jordan Love. Right now, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. They're paying him $50 million a year. It doesn't feel like they're willing to eat the dead money on the contract that they would have to in order to facilitate a trade for him next offseason. And beyond that, you're talking about selling low because teams are looking at his production this year. The Green Bay Packers have a quarterback. That's 28th in QBR this year. 28th. There there are question marks about whether or not Aaron Rodgers still has it. And I think they're legitimate questions. Look how quickly Russell Wilson has fallen off. You don't know when it's going to happen. We got to stop assigning Tom Brady productivity and longevity to every single quarterback. Now, I'm not saying this year is all on Aaron, but a part of why you pay Aaron the money you do is to help you overcome all the ails no, I, in your I, franchise. And that's I, not something I disagree we've seen with this that. year. Hold on. I disagree with that. I think this year is all on Aaron. He's the one who decided to stay there and take $50 million. Okay, you underachieve. You have the 28th-ranked QBR. And the, what's the biggest reason they are where they are? Aaron Rodgers, especially at close games at the end, earlier in the year, frankly, just straight up hasn't been good enough. Um, and if he was, then they'd really be in the playoff conversation. Then we'd really have something to talk about. He did something last night that, from a teammate perspective, really bothered me. And, Chris, mm. I wanted to pick your brain on this. It's it's third and two. It's the end of the game. The game's basically over. It's 24-12. Yep. to 12. Rams lead the uh, – uh, Packers lead the Rams, and the Rams aren't going to score two touchdowns in two minutes. They could almost take a knee and end the game. But Rodgers signals to Christian Watson, who's his rookie wide receiver from North Dakota State, who really has had a pretty good year, especially in the second half of the season. And Watson doesn't catch the signal. So Rodgers makes the throw, and he and Watson aren't on the same page. Okay, And the ball Mm -hmm. falls incomplete. And then after the game, you see Rodgers yelling immediately at Christian Watson, like dressing him down on the field on national TV on Monday Night Football on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And then after the game, Lisa Salters was sort of joking with Aaron about it. And this, this rubbed me the wrong way. Take a listen. Aaron, he's still a little mad at Christian Watson. Hey, you want to catch touchdowns, you run the right routes. Yeah, I, I'm. Hang on a second. Are, are there plays where Watson was open where he would have caught a touchdown if Aaron Rodgers threw him a better pass? Yes. yes. I'm sure there are. I think that's a bad look as a teammate. It I is. Do. I mean, you're throwing your guy under the bus after a win. Now, I get it. It's easier to coach players after wins than they are after losses. But at the same time, I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't play mistake-free football last night. All you have to do is look at the interception that he threw. Alan Lazard ran the right route. It was a switch route across the formation with Christian Watson. He was wide open, throttled it down to avoid being in proximity to the safety, and A-Rod airmails it to Taylor Rapp. Yep. That's not on the receiver. That's on the quarterback. Agreed. So Aaron Rodgers can be better. And guess what? The statistics bear that out. That's why he's where he's at as far as QBR is concerned. And so I don't, 
I don't love Aaron Rodgers doing that, but the reality that we've seen over the past couple of years is that Aaron Rodgers is about self-glorification and it's not necessarily about putting team above his own individual interest. I totally agree, and if I was Watson, I can't say anything about this, again, because my quarterback owns the franchise that I play for. But I imagine when he went home, he wasn't feeling great about that. Look, everybody makes mistakes. I have screwed up on this show already, and it's 21 minutes old, okay? (laughs) So, you know, I I can't. That's all part of it, and you can't pile on each other. Look, if Rodgers has an issue, pull him aside in the locker room. Why do you have to dress the guy down on national TV while it, again, it feels like an act, you know, and then he'll go on the Pat McAfee show and do the same thing. Okay, Aaron, you want to co-host the Pat McAfee show? Go and do it. But then you can't make $50 million a year playing quarterback for the Packers. Up next, one of the best defensive players in the NFL will join us. The Bills are one win away from another division title. But why this year will end differently for them for the Bills? Why will this year? I told you I was going to make mistakes. But why will this year end differently for the Bills? We answer it next. Kenny and Carlin is on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Dawson Knox with the touchdown! He played a heck of a game tonight. I love throwing to him. Bring out the snow! It's snowing hard now! A great atmosphere, great environment tonight in Orchard Park. Fires into the end zone and it is caught! Then you had the reprimand of the fans for throwing the snowballs on the field. I was just more concerned with the safety and those ice balls flying at people's heads. Obviously the greatest home advantage, I think, throughout the NFL.
One of the best players in the NFL is on the line. He's going to join us in just a second. Kenny and Carlin's on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80 with Super Bowl champion Chris Canty. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. Weather getting cold all over the country. In fact, Chris, I read that most of the country, like 90% of America, is going to see freezing temperatures over the course of the next couple days. It's going to be cold in Chicago, where Bill's all-pro safety Jordan Poyer is going to be. And Jordan, let's start by talking some winner. What was your reaction to all the snowballs Bill's Mafia fans were firing in celebration of touchdowns and the win over the Dolphins on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely electric. First of all, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, it's a great opportunity. Um, but I, I, uh, it, was, it was actually absolutely electric. Uh, fans throwing snowballs on the field. I've actually never heard the uh, the commentator over the speaker. Either, you know, Josh is trying to tell the fans to stop throwing the snowballs on the field because the referees have warned all the fans that, the, that, that our team would get a 15-yard penalty if any more people would throw snowballs on the field. I didn't know how they were going to monitor that. So Josh is out there trying to, you know, do the incomplete sign, tell people to stop throwing snowballs on the field, and the commentator comes over to the intercom and says, people, listen to Josh, tell him to stop throwing, snowball, or stop throwing snowballs on the field. It was crazy, man, and it was almost like a movie. Um, you know, snow started falling at the end of the game, you know, kind of when it got, got to crunch time, Josh did what he did, and T-Bass came to kick the game winner, and, and the rest is history. But it was, it was absolutely electric, though. Yeah, as a kid, it's always fun to play in those snow games, man. And so I got to imagine that you guys enjoy it because it's a huge part of your home field advantage. And I wanted to ask you about that, Jordan, because you guys have played in some eventful weather games. We're talking about the game you had against the Miami Dolphins on Saturday night when you were able to pull off the win at the end. And then last year's wild card game against the New England Patriots, you guys had a huge victory, but it was in the single digits in 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 uh, in Buffalo this week you're coming to Chicago it's single digit temperatures expected maybe a little snow on the ground what's your team's mentality when you go into that game do you guys view it as an advantage for you all uh yeah I mean you would like to think so and I, I mean being out here in Buffalo this is my sixth year out in Buffalo so you kind of it's more easy. one it's more of a mindset than anything I think going into the game understanding what the conditions are going to be and just preparing your mind for that. It's, it's just as much as anything else. You know, obviously being out here in Buffalo the last six years and a lot of guys who've been out and, and have dealt with the winners out here, it does, it does get cold, it does get frigid. And so it's almost like you got you, you got to learn how to prepare yourself, you know, you know what you got to wear, you know, how you got to, you know, even, even little things like TV timeouts, you know, there's no reason to be standing on the field for three minutes during the TV timeout freezing your ass off, you know what I mean? So, you know, get by the heater, get ready, you know, 30 seconds comes, you know, you're ready to go. So, you definitely learn a process throughout it all. And I, you know, like I said, I think it's more of anything like a mindset. And our team definitely has the right mind going into it. I mean, Sean, Sean, our coach, got us outside practicing in the snow, you know, every every week. You know, we're out there outside um, on, on Wednesday practices with pads on, you know, and we're doing, you know, team run periods, you know, having to put pads on people. So um, we are prepared for it. And, you know, we got the right guys in the locker room who have experienced it throughout the, throughout the you know, their years here. And, you know, we're excited to play. Bill's All-Pro Safety, Jordan Poyer, is with us. I, I don't mean to get you in trouble, but i got to ask this. If you could throw a snowball at one opposing wide receiver, if I just gave you open shot to the face, <laughs> to one opposing wide receiver, Jordan Poyer, who would it be? Oh, man. Golly. I'm going <laughs> to say Tyreek. I'm going to say Tyreek. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Big Did that have something to do with a playoff game last year? 
No, nah, Tyreek and I, we went on a podcast this offseason. We were kind of talk, going back and forth, just talking smack to each other. So I had to say Tyreek just because, you know, he was, he was saying, talking about how he was excited to play us going to Miami, and I was excited to play him. So it was just, it was friendly, you know, friendly talk, friendly smack talk. But, he, you know, he, he probably went out here with a snowball just to slow him down a little bit. Talking to Bills All-Pro Safety, Jordan Poyer on Canty and Carlin. And Jordan, speaking of podcasts, your teammate Von Miller has a very popular podcast, the Voncast. Unfortunately, he's spending more time doing that than playing football these days because he's out for the season with a knee injury. Just exactly what is your team losing without having Von Miller on the field? Yeah, I mean, just I, I, I said it before, just one, he's a Hall of Fame player, um, a guy you can't replace anywhere on the field. Um, two, I mean, what's even more impressive when I met him is just the type of man he is. He's just a great leader off the field, and, and he's a great teacher as well. You know, he's he's taught me, you know, so much about you know not even just the game of football, just you know the the mental side. Um, you know how how to use your mind, and and you know I've gone through some injuries this year, and he's been there for me. You know, helping me get through those type of things, and so you know I think he'd be one of the first to tell you, you know, just being able to stay positive you know, through down times and, and, and look at the positive light and not, you know, not feeling sorry for yourself. So, um, you know, losing a guy like that does hurt. I mean, like I said, you can't replace a guy like Von Miller, um, just what he does, what he's able to do on the football field, but also off. But, you know, we got the right guys. Greg Rousseau has, has stepped up huge for us. Boogie Bashman stepped up. AJ, I mean, you go down the line of guys, DQ and Ed, um, you know, have all played really well up front for us, uh, you know, all season long. And then you, you, know, you throw in Tremaine and Matt, you know, I think both are playing at, at all pro levels. And so um, us on the back end, we're just trying to give the RD line, uh, you know, an extra half a second, second to get to the quarterback. And, uh, you know, when the opportunities present themselves, that's where we got to make our, our – uh, we, we got to take advantage of on the back end. Jordan, you just talked about Matt Milano as being a part of that pass rush. One of the quarterbacks that he has still licking his wounds is Mike White from the New York Jets a couple of weeks ago. That vicious hit he put on him. Adam Schefter announced today that Mike White will not be playing in Thursday night's game. It's going to be Zach Wilson. Now, you've had experience playing against both of those quarterbacks for the Jets this season. Can you tell us the the differences between the two quarterbacks and, and which guy posed the most challenges for your defense in terms of preparation? Damn, you're gonna get me. You're gonna get Jets fans on my head out here. But it, you know, it's honestly, I think I think that offense runs. I think I think that whole team just is. They play with a lot more energy at a lot higher level when Mike is back there. I think Mike is. He, he plays with confidence. Whether he's you know throwing for 400 yards or he throws two or three picks in a game, you know he still comes back and continues to play with confidence. That's not taking anything away from Zach. I think Zach's a, a good young quarterback that's got some lessons that he's got to learn. But at the same time, I think that team, they did they, they did feed off Mike White's energy. And, and, you know, hell, I got a lot of respect for him being able to take some of the shots that he took in that game and then be able to come back and fight for his team. So he's definitely got my respect. And, I mean, that's just what I saw over the, over you know, from studying. Uh, you know, I didn't play against Zach in the first game. I was injured. And then so I got a chance to, then to study that first game and then study them going into the, the Jets game a couple weeks ago. And it just, from what I saw, I felt like that team, you know, they, they, they fed off each other a lot more. They played with a lot more energy, um, and they played at a higher level. I mean, they got some talent. They got a lot of talent over there. Garrett Wilson's a great receiver um, who's, who I think is going to be a, a top yeah, – I think he's going to be a top three receiver in this NFL one day. So um, I'll see why he couldn't. And, and, you know, I think that they got a great defense as well. So 
Um, it's a good football team over there, and like I said, they, they probably want to figure some things out a little bit, but uh, you know, that, that's a good football team. It's really interesting, Jordan, you say that because, you know, I, I wonder, we always just think when you're playing on defense that you're facing the quarterback, but you're also facing the entire offense and the entire team. Fans just look at it through the lens of the quarterback. How do you play differently when you're playing against a really young quarterback like Zach versus a guy who's got more experience and has seen sort of more complicated defenses, been in the league for a while? Yeah, I think I think with the younger quarterbacks, I think you can get away with. Uh, I think, well, I, you know, I don't want to give my away my secrets a little bit, but I think younger quarterbacks are a little quicker to, you know, with their throughout their reads, you know, and, and they're more quicker to maybe hit a check down, or you know, whereas you know, you play you play uh, veteran quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they've seen all the looks, they've seen everything, they know rotation. Sometimes they're probably not even looking at the safeties for rotation. Most of the time, they could be looking at the nickel. They could even be looking at corners. And so, yeah, young quarterbacks, you know, they're top come in, you know, see the, rota- the safety rotation. Sometimes you can fool them, with, you know, just based off of disguises, just based off of where your body alignment is at. So just, you know, making eye contact um, with them. A lot of it is it's a chess match. That's one thing I learned about playing Tom Brady throughout the years. You know, Tom is really out there. You know, Tom's really out there playing chess. You know, everybody else is out there playing checkers. And so, you know, Tom's seeing stuff that other people aren't seeing. And so that's kind of how I view the safety as kind of as a quarterback of the defense. you got to see the whole field. Be able to see what the quarterback's seeing. Be able to, you know, understand, you know, your pressures, the hot, you know, how that where the hots would come from, and, yeah. and you know, a lot of that's the game within the game and being able to just, you know, understand who you're playing, what they do well, um, you know, what they don't do well, and then you know that sometimes you'll be able to get an even quicker jump to make a play on the football. Jordan, I got to tell you, it's really fun to talk to you. I don't think it's going to be, you know, you, you're a pretty good football player, so I think you're going to be doing that for a while. <laughs> But you're also you're kind that. of thinking about the broadcasting game, right? The Jordan Poyer podcast <laughs> is available on the volume. I'm excited yes, to sir. check I'm, it out. I'm, I'm working might... on it. I'm working yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this. I bet it's good. I think Chris and I agree. You need a better name. Like there's got to be I, Von Miller has the Von cast. We need a better name for right. it. I was thinking. I was thinking more of the podcast. I was. I, I kind of like the podcast, but a lot of people, you know, they, I mean, they call me Poyer. They call me. You know, I, I'm still working on it. It's still in the works. You know what I mean? It's. Uh, I started about two and a half months ago. You know, the volume hit me up. They asked me to start doing this podcast. I thought it was a great opportunity for me, so I just getting my feet wet with it. You know, you're right. I definitely need a new name for it. I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna work on that. I appreciate the input. All right, man. Well, you got to go, Draymond. I want you to record the podcast right after the game. Every single week. Jordan, appreciate the time. We'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. Happy holidays. You too. That's Jordan Poyer with great stuff. Bill's all-pro safety. Up next, we're going to continue that Zach Wilson Jets conversation. Chris has some questions about it, and we're going to answer it next right here on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. You missed our segment with Jordan Poyer, Safety of the Bills. It'll be available on the Canty and Carlin podcast, which you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts. He's funny as hell, by the way. He he is great. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, you know, our producers were in our ear. Break, break, break. You know, I didn't, we wouldn't, we got to replace him, Jordan Poyer. Listen, he was talking about the difference with the Jets quarterback situation between Mike White and Zach Wilson. Take a listen. I think that offense runs. I think I think that whole team just is. They play with a lot more energy at a lot higher level when Mike is back there. I think Mike is. He plays with confidence. Whether he's you know throwing for 400 yards or he throws two or three picks in a game, you know he still comes back and continues to play with confidence. That's not taking anything away from Zach. I think Zach's a, a good young quarterback that's got some lessons that he's got to learn. But at the same time, I think that team they did they, they did feed off Mike White's energy and and you know hell I got a lot of respect for him being able to take some of the shots that he took in that game and then be able to come back and fight for his team. So he's definitely got my respect. They fed off each other a lot more. They played with a lot more energy and they played at a higher level. Yeah, I mean, anytime you have an All Pro safety, have that kind of praise for the backup quarterback, and then you couple that with the fact that we saw Jets players arrive in Minneapolis, Minnesota with Mike effing white T-shirts and wearing the Mighty Ducks jersey with Mike White going into that game at U.S. Bank, that tells you everything you need to know about how that locker room feels about Mike White in comparison to Zach Wilson. So forget about what they do on the field. Just think about how the other 51 guys on that team react to those two players and the difference. That, to me, tells the whole story in terms of what direction the Jets need to be leaning with their starting quarterback. Well, I don't know what they're going to do with Wilson going forward. Do you think White is healthy enough to play? Because they're going to start Wilson against the Jags Thursday night. We found that up t- today. Do you think White could, theoretically, and they want to just see more of Zach Wilson? Like, there can't be more agendas here than wanting to just win the game. They're in the playoff race. The future and quarterbacks and all of that, to heck with that, Chris. you got to focus on just doing the best you can to win the game that's in front of you coming up on Thursday night. Up next, ESPN Sal Palantonio will join us to talk more NFL. Don't go anywhere. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Chris Canty. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.